0: Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And this week Dolan's going to step on the other side of the microphone. Well, maybe she'll he'll just turn his microphone on for that be whole, helpful the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It. I'll I'll talk a little bit about my experiences with
1: this. So why why Dolan? Why why is your microphone on this time? Well, over the weekend, my sister graduated high school, so I made the 600 mile-ish trip to Gillette, Wyoming. Um, I lived there for some time when I was a wee lad. (laughs) It's like last year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, last year. Um, So while I was down there, I decided to check out some of the breweries. Um, The whole time I lived there, I'd I'd never even known that there were breweries there, and I walked up and down downtown all the time. Um, But we... Uh, rolled into this place. It doesn't have a sign on the door. Okay. Um, it just says, fresh pizza. Mm. <laughs> well, that would have got me. That would have yeah, yeah. yeah. drawn you in. Um, but looking at the pictures and stuff, I did notice there was a sign, but it's on a pole, and it's mm. closer to the road than it is the building. Um, and so that's probably
0: why we didn't see it. So I want to clarify one thing real quick. So you had never gone to these breweries before until you met me and Brian, and now... Our influence is getting mm. you to go to breweries.
1: That is correct. Oh, that is correct. This like podcast, that. yeah, yeah, there you yeah. Go. good. All I right. thought
2: it was just you know what you do when you graduate in high school and you party, you go to the brewery, maybe celebrate. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially in Wyoming, there's not a ton to do there. Probably, oh, right? oh no, there's no, not a lot of people there either. No, no.
1: Uh, yeah, per capita, I think we have uh, out of out of the United States. Other, no, I think Alaska beats us. Mm. Beats us for the it's least le- amount least, of least amount of so people. So you have like yeah. 49th yeah. out of fifty.
2: I always heard that if we had to start over and Mm -hmm. become states again, like Wyoming didn't have enough people to even be considered a state at this (laughs) point because you had to have like 500,000 population or something like that.
1: Well, and it's crazy too, because you notice that just by driving through, um, like here yeah. in the Midwest, Nebraska, Kansas, there's a town every what seven miles. That's mm. what it feels Probably. like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Seven, yeah. 15 miles. Yeah. There, it's like the next town over is forty five minutes, mm. and it's just uh, two lane barrenness. Man, it sounds amazing. So yeah. get
0: gas before you leave town. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah that that happens frequently. Mm.
0: Oh, yikes. So if we ever reformed as a country, it'd be Colorado North and like Montana yeah, South. South maybe. Yeah, something like <laughs> so, that. Maybe. All right, Dolan, so which we've got two different, and they're both brown ales, which I thought was kind of fun. We haven't done any browns no, yet. No, no. And, and this is a style for me that I've kind of come around on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, thanks to a brewery in Lincoln, uh, a smaller one called Backswing. Um, oh, they've okay. got a really good brown ale, and I was kind of forced into it. Uh, when I was in Lincoln probably a year and a half ago, uh, my choices were like Miller Light, Coors Light, and then the bartender's like, "Well, we got this other one from this small brewery here in Lincoln." I'm like, "I don't care what it is, I'll take it," and it was it was a Turned brown, out a good choice. It was a great choice. So I've come around on these a lot. So we've got two. Gillette Brewing Company uh, has one called what is this? Don, what's the name of this? The one? locomotive brown. Locomotive brown. Yes. And then I like the that that's a weird. Can you call this a growler? We're going to. So they crowler. called it.
1: They called it a squealer.
2: Okay, that's they had. <laughs> they that's, had. Yeah. They
1: had the the growler, and okay. then they had the squealer. Then that's then, what
2: some people will call a crowler. If it's not a can, it's not yeah. a can. So if it's a glass bottle, usually, or this one is not glass. Okay. Um, you'll either see them called like, um, Boston's. Okay. Or you'll hear them called squealers. Squealer. Uh huh. It's a so it's a plastic which is the first time i ever ever seen that. Oh. It looks more like a syrup bottle. Yeah, like root beer
0: or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then the other one we have is from Black Tooth Brewing Company called Saddle Bronk Brown Ale. And we get some of their beers here in Nebraska? Do we? Mm-hmm. I think this
2: like this design looks familiar. That logo's cool. That's mm-hmm. a great look. I feel like I need that on a hat. I don't have that yet, but <laughs> oh, that'll Dolan, be on my next on my list. If he'd been a better friend, he would have brought you one Well, back, he so. didn't know.
1: Yeah, true. Well, I didn't actually go to Black Tooth um, because it's about an hour away from Gillette. Hmm. Um, but they kind of have, I mean, they're the only two breweries in the, in the, the area. northeast yeah. area of Wyoming. So I thought it would be kind of fun to compare um the the saddle bronc is a little bit more popular than the gillette brewing company interesting but personally i we'll, we'll get into yeah that. let's we'll get it into, into we that. haven't tasted it. we'll get into that which one yeah. do we
0: want to do first i well Should dolan, we, dolan what do you, you want to well, do the squealer
1: let's let's do the saddle bronc first okay so right. you know the standards of what a I And
2: mean, this is round. one that we can get yeah we can get this yeah. here. Andy. I don't know if we can get that beer, but we can get this brewery some of their stuff here. Okay. I know I've had um a stouter a porter from them. Hmm. So the first thing I notice as you pour
0: this, I mean it's a brown, but it's almost like a amber ish. I, I I thought it'd be darker. And maybe it's just the pour. I don't know. But it's No, it's yeah, yours seems darker than mine. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe I didn't pour enough. Yeah, I went I, don't know. I went full up. So it smells like a brown. Mm-hmm. Brown has that really malty kind of dark Sh- it smell. It should
2: smell malty. It should smell almost like nuts. Yep. Peanut legumes. Mm-hmm. Is that the term we're going to go with? Yeah. Peanuts, mm-hmm. walnuts.
0: Mm-hmm. Very walnut-y. It is a dark,
2: delicious. Wow, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. These these should be very easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the style, and we'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, I'm guessing this is an American brown, Um, and there's a difference between that and like the English brown, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm guessing that these are going to be American-style ones. Those are going to be a little stronger than the English, and they will be a little less sweet.
0: So Saddle Bronk, uh, 4.8 ABV, 18 IBUs, so not bitter whatsoever. Nope. Not at all.
2: This is another one of these. We've talked about it throughout this whole series of like introductory beers or Mm -hmm. intro level beers. And this is a style that, if you like this, you can push forward even a little bit further. This this can get you into a porter, or uh, even like a German style beer, mm-hmm. maybe a dunkel or something a little darker. Um, yep. It's pretty close to that.
1: So while I was there, I did buy um, a couple different kinds mm-hmm. of Blacktooths beer. Um, they're known for their amber ale. Okay. Um, I didn't grab that because I thought it'd be a lot more cool to. Kind of compare the two breweries. Look at
0: him trying to be cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. working. It, it is w- working. It's surprisingly The only it's thing working. I'm
1: missing is the hay bud and the double guns, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. So let's see. Blacktooth Tooth Brewing. Uh, they have a cool slogan. Drink the West. That's mm-hmm. their, that's that their cool. hashtag. Drink the West. That is cool. 312 Broadway Sheridan. 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 Sheridan, Sheridan Wyoming. Open Monday through Thursday, noon to ten. Friday and Saturday, noon to eleven. Sunday, noon to seven. Um, they opened in 2010, so they're only nine years old. Not, uh, not, not that much uh, younger than Dolan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> open its taproom doors and brewery with only a ten barrel brew house. Uh, two co-founders: Tim Barnes and Travis Zaelstra Sorry, Travis, your name's. Hard to pronounce. Yeah, for us Nebraskans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Travis uh, is a graduate of the Western Culinary Institute. So he's a foodie. Yeah. And uh, he was the recipient of Brewer of the Year at the Great American Beer Festival in 2007. I
2: saw that too. Yeah. Oh. So three years before they opened, he was he got he won. He's an doing award something somewhere. GABF. Yeah. So this beer, I found out, it's won nine awards really? in like Interesting. Great American or just different. International and national beer competitions, it's, hmm. it's, it's placed or won nine, nine things. So it's an award-winning beer. You know it's going to be good. I can see why. It's a it's nice, It's very smooth,
0: tasty. I'm glad you bought a six-pack of this because I will enjoy one of these later. <laughs> oh, for sure, on my own. Uh, 2015, they completed a multi-million dollar production facility capable of brewing on the upwards of 50,000 barrels a year. So they've got some distribution heading their way you know, so it's, it's it's coming for them if, if they haven't uh if they haven't pushed that capacity to the limit already but if we're getting it here so um something makes me think that you know maybe i've seen this in colorado too so they're, you they're, might have. they're getting there yeah so yeah this is uh sheraton's most highly awarded brewery according to according to them so who knows and maybe that's there's only one brewery in Sheridan. I think so. there's
1: only one, but hey, hey whatever. That uh, doesn't
0: you don't you don't have to tell how many people are there. <laughs> no, it doesn't uh, it
1: doesn't doesn't matter to me. Mm. See, growing up there, Sheridan was always kind of the rival of, on, on everything, sports, academics, everything. Mm. So, yeah, I, I didn't care too much to know much about Sheridan. No, <laughs> no. interesting. Wow. <laughs> well,
2: luckily for you, I am here with the facts. All right. The first thing I'm going to do is we're going to get into just to the style a little bit. Okay. Uh, kind of where it comes from. It's an English-style beer. So it originated over there. Uh, they were popular until, like, about the 1800s. Um, they started around the 1600s, from what I could tell. Okay. And then for about 200 years, this was pretty much what you were going to get. Uh, and then they found out that they could use pale malts, and that's when they started making, like, Pale ales okay. and IPAs over there, okay. and it was a lot cheaper than this stuff. It, it took less amount of ingredients it uh, was cheaper. So, you know, business is business. And they've been cutting costs for hundreds and hundreds of years Absolutely. to run businesses. So that's why this style kind of fell out. And it wasn't really popular again until uh, this little brewery called Newcastle started making it. Mm, might have heard of them. So this is like the standard style of an English brown is Newcastle. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that kind of rescued it. I think they're in Scotland, Ireland, something like that. I don't don't think they're in England proper. Um, But they make that style of beer. Um, Some of the ones that across the country that we can find, get, we've talked about. Um, There's one from Abita, which is down in Louisiana, that's Mm -hmm. called Turbo Dog. Yeah. Um, New Glarus has a, a nice brown that's called the Fat Squirrel. Um, Goose Island has a nut brown ale, and one of the most popular ones across the whole gamut I looked up yesterday is one called from Samuel Smith mm-hmm. and they have a nut brown ale that's award winning and very highly rated so I've had that the, one the the label is weird it's yeah it's those are it's an English beer and they make four or five different ones. They have a good chocolate stout um but they're an old couple year hundred year old brewery and uh they make a real good example and you can find them most places cool so a brown is something that most breweries will make or i would say at least over half of the breweries will have one of these you know if it's not like a specialized one mm-hmm. this is this is a style of beer that most places will have interesting and then um the other thing that it started like in the 80s like everything with the craft beer um they started making this in texas Seriously. so browns were resuscitated in Texas, and I had that down here. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Pete's Wicked Ale is what it was called, and it was made in this brewery um, in Texas. It was a home brewer that first came up with it, okay. And then he opened a brewery and brewed it there uh, until 2011. Okay, but then even then, people's change of taste happened and they don't make it anymore. Hmm. So, but it was kind of the one that was like credited with being. The one that brought the style to the United States okay um, that's an American brown um, it's a little bit stronger, a little bit hoppier um, and the color will be a little bit darker mm. so that's just the main differences between the English style, the Newcastle versus mm-hmm. what probably we're going to be drinking especially with that with this one uh, here Gillette one Yeah it'd be interesting to know like
0: we should have brought a Newcastle in just to maybe compare the two to have mm-hmm. that. To have that because I've had Newcastle before, mm-hmm. I don't mind it, it's fine. I, I think it probably just kind of runs together with the rest of these, but to try them head to head would have been interesting. Yeah.
2: Um, the other thing, what I saw with kind of probably what this uh, brewer was doing, since he's a, a foodie and a chef, um, this beer pairs really well with barbecue, mm-hmm. Tex Mex food, which is probably why they brought it to Texas, yep. grilled sausages, cheddar cheese, Gouda cheese, and Pecan pie. Mm. So that's one of those um, boot, uh, food and, and beer pairings that is available if you're so, around. That sounds good across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Okay, so what do you want to know about Sheridan? I got a few things for you, Dolan. Besides the fact <sighs> that he hated them? Yeah. That was <laughs> the first thing I found out. Mm. He didn't care to know about Sheridan. Dolan but I doesn't did. like them. I wanted to dig a little deeper, and I found some kind of weird stuff. Awesome. So I pulled it. Maybe, t- Maybe t- you'll know. To be fair, the
1: last time I was in Sheridan, um, I think I was maybe eleven or twelve, and I oh, okay. I drove through for about a minute.
0: Mm-hmm. Clearly, you can drive when you're like eight.
2: You know, well, yeah, know, you can so. see over the steering wheel. Yeah, well, yeah. So my grandma could drive there. Sure. That's good. Yeah. Um, in 1984, okay, Queen Elizabeth II, okay, from England, you know her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She stayed at the Canyon Ranch near Sheridan. Really? Because. One of her lifelong friends was married to a U.S. senator from Wyoming. So they came over, and her friend's name was Lady Porchester. How do you get that, the lady part? How do you get that? You marry a a lord. Oh. They still have lords? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. And uh, her husband, the senator, was in the family line, Mm -hmm. um, so he had the title. And uh, she was from England. She Hmm. was one of the queen's friends, met this guy, married... She came over to visit in 1984. Okay. And then apparently, like, the next day, there was an assassination attempt on Margaret Hatcher, or Thatcher. Yes. And she was in the United States, the Queen was, and had to, like, coordinate some stuff and called Ronald Reagan, and all this stuff happened, but it was right at this ranch in Sheridan. Really? This one I thought was crazy. 1986. Okay. MTV. Yeah, yeah. Had a movie premiere. A contest. All right. And then whoever won the contest, they would, they would premiere this movie. And it was Prince's movie called Under the Cherry Moon. I remember this movie. That's the first time it was ever screened in Sheridan, Wyoming. <laughs> so somebody won a contest for MTV, and that's the movie they showed. No way. <laughs> and I can't imagine something. And I think Prince might have even went to the premiere. Oh, my gosh. I think I read that somewhere. Under the Cherry Moon wasn't a great film. No, it was not good. You're, you're it was really... no Purple Rain. No, had a couple of good songs. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it snows in May. I think it's called. That's a good song. Was Morse Day in that one too? I don't think so. No. I can promise you, it was snowing in May in Sheridan. But <laughs> <When> I, but <laughs> I was there.
0: Prince <laughs> is from Minnesota, so yeah. he's fine with yeah. that. Yeah. That's he maybe was where it came from.
2: Um, the Sheridan Inn. This is a historic hotel um, that's still around. You can stay there. Um. Co-investor of this place was Buffalo Bill Cody, hmm. so we know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to audition people for his ro- his show, his Wild West show. Okay. He would sit out on the porch and then make people do their stuff, like shoot bow and arrow <laughs> or you know whatever they were going to do in the show. He would just sit there and watch them, and they had to come to the Sheridan Inn awesome. to do their stuff.
1: His show is in Cheyenne,
2: correct? Cheyenne, yeah, and traveled all around. Hmm. Went to uh, London, England. It went Chicago, New York. A lot of those people um, had never... Been out west, they had no idea, like, what a buffalo was, or uh, Native Americans, they brought, like, stuff like that. So it was a big cultural thing. It was like, I don't even can't, it was like the Game of Thrones of its time. Mm. Like, everybody wanted to know about it and see it, and it was a huge thing. Mm. Uh, And then this this was weird. So I think this is the right town, Sheridan, I'm pretty sure. There was a guy that lived there, and he came from another country, Uh, which was back then called Bara, B-A-R-A. We would now call it Pakistan. Mm, Okay. So he came over from there, and he bought a restaurant, and it was called Louie's, and he takes over the restaurant. Um, He becomes known as Hot Tamale Louie because (laughs) he sells hot tamales (laughs) and hamburgers, basically, out of there. But he's Pakistani. Yes, but he's a Pakistani guy. Okay. So he bought the restaurant. He came over and got it in 1907 and uh, selling their food. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot of restaurants in the town right? Yeah. Uh, in 1926 he becomes a US citizen and then in ni- he okay so he became a, ni- a citizen in 1926 and then like a little bit after that this uh, Supreme Court case came through mm-hmm. and basically said anybody that's like from the Arab countries um, are not eligible for citizenship so hmm. he lost his citizenship and like Thousands and thousands of people in the United States did. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Um, he reclaimed it. There were some court cases and some things that happened. Mm-hmm. Went all the way back up to the Supreme Court in 1954. He was allowed to get his um, citizenship back. But for 20
0: some years, he didn't. He
2: wasn't right. a citizen. He wasn't again. a citizen. Huh. So it basically, from what I could read and understand from it, it was a court case where um, there had been. An amendment to something, and they basically said, Okay, if you want to be a citizen, you have to be American um, or have been here for a certain amount of time, you have to be Caucasian, or you have to be like a freed slave. That's how you can become a citizen. Mm, okay. So like not even Native Americans technically fit this wow. thing. So then he his, the guy that had the Supreme Court case at the beginning who lost his citizenship, he, he became a citizen in Wy- or Washington, mm-hmm. and then they took it away. He moved to Oregon, he got it, and they, they took it away. Then he sued, and uh, he was basically like, hey, um, we beat our oppressors, and what, I think he was from India or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, we beat the English. That makes me just like you, because you guys did that same thing. Yeah. I think we should get citizenship. And they are like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. So then they lost his citizenship and everybody else did too, <laughs> which is crazy to think that that was, you know, in this century or last century, I guess, but, um, only what, what, 50 years is, or so it's been. Oh, uh, okay. So, I was going to ask you what year again, did you say? 1954, it came back that he could get his citizenship. Wow. So then wow. he goes in back, he goes back and visits, um, his country, Bara, mm-hmm. now Pakistan mm-hmm. and, um, he has like a nephew or a grandnephew that he was fighting with. He wanted money because this guy had some money because he had this restaurant, mm-hmm. and he got murdered. Yeah. So, but he was he was famous in the town. His name was Zarif Khan, or cool. Hot Tamale Louie. Hot Tamale Louie. Yeah. What a yeah. weird... What
0: a weird, like, history repeating itself, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, our country's going through some weirdness right now like that.
2: And I guess it always is. It always. You know, if it's you look, circle. It's, there's always something going on. Yeah. But that's, to me, that was crazy. I've never heard of that in my life. I've never heard of that either. And, so, you know, so, whether it's, like, internment camps or all that terrible stuff. Right. This was around that same time frame that that was even after this. Yeah, like, 1940s Japanese mm-hmm. internment camps in, in California. And it takes 10 more years for... These guys to be able to even become citizens, so well, they don't they don't teach uh, elementary school kids yeah. some of that stuff. No, so. I don't know. know. you yeah. it's you got to really want to live here, I guess. God, you know, that's, that's a lot of fighting uh, in court cases and yeah. money and stuff just to become a citizen yeah. of be- a country that doesn't want you to be a citizen. Well, crazy.
0: Let's be honest. If you have a cool nickname like Hot Tamale Louie, <laughs> y- you're going to do everything you can to hang on to
2: that. I want to get that copyrighted and on T-shirts. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, everything Hot like Tamale Louie. Hot mm-hmm. Tamale Louie. So that's what I got, Sheridan. Now you know. Interesting.
0: Well, I have. uh, This beer is really good, by the way. Yes, I can't wait to drink one on my own. That was that was a good one. Let's do the untapped here. Seventy five hundred ratings. That's a lot. That's a lot for this one. That's
2: everybody in Wyoming. That's virtually, (laughs) and then a couple people from Montana.
0: (laughs) Two people on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. So, what do you think the average is?
2: I go three. Oh man, that's tough. You got to factor a lot of things in. I go three point six three.
1: I, I was going to say 3.6.
2: Yeah, you're so close. 3.69. Mm, yeah.
0: yeah. Which I, I can't disagree with that. I'm going to do like a 3.75 on this one. It's probably yeah, almost I'm, a 4.
2: I'm right in that same area. Yeah. It's really good. I like it. It's one
0: of the better browns that I've had. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Let's open up the squealer here from, uh, from Gillette Brewing Company. What, Dolan, what was the name of this one? Locomotive?
1: Locomotive Brown. Mm. Yeah. I guess it, uh, one second in the u.s. beer open or something like that
0: there was far less information available that's a lot darker look at that it is a lot oh my goodness it is a lot darker yeah almost looks like a porter almost yeah there's virtually no light coming through except when you
2: shake it at the very top you can see that brown at the, on yours right. if you move that again oh yeah you can see it just at the very top
0: yeah yeah, there's not a ton of information on this one. This uh, Gillette Brewing Company, Wyoming's first craft brewery is what they say right there on their on their uh, website. Wyoming's first. Yep. Craft brewery.
1: Wyoming's first. So when I was talking to the owner of this of, of uh, Gillette Brewing Company, he said that he just was home brewing mm-hmm. and then decided to to start the brewery cuz there wasn't one there yet. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of how they got their start. Uh, from my understanding, I think that they started at one building and now they're somewhere else, but the building that they have now is, is pretty cool. Um, when you walk in, uh, right away, you see the, uh, bar counter and then they have the, the beers that they have on tap up on like little wooden signs that hang over the kitchen door. Um, and then I guess they have a, This thing called the
2: Mug Club. Club. Yes, sir. Yeah. Did you do some research on Mm -hmm. it? You want to talk about it? Because I'm not 100% sure about it. Basically, I don't know. They didn't say what the cost of it was, but it's similar to some of the ones we have here. Um, Let's say it's $50. We'll just throw that out. I don't know if that's true or not, but just for this. Mm -hmm. So you give them 50 bucks. They give you like a 24 ounce or 20 whatever the size, basically a Stein Mm -hmm. mug, and then you leave it there. Okay. And every time you come in, you get yours off the wall, mm-hmm. and you can get access, at least this place, you get access to, um, they do a new beer every month release, Okay, so you get first access to that, you get a percentage off on the beers, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. included food or not, but I would guess it probably does. Um, there's just a few little perks, and I know Nebraska Brewing Company has one, Pint Nine has something similar to that, hmm. um, Boiler Brewing down in Lincoln has membership club it's not a mug you don't get a mug but it's Mm -hmm. like a basically a buy-in sort of situation so yep kind of fun if it was your local spot like this is the only one around it'd be fun to be a member of that be a good deal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah and so right there across from the bar you see everybody's mug on a shelf that just goes all the way down um Hmm. the hallway from when when you first enter Hmm. and then the rest is just kind of like a seating um Basic, you know, wooden, old building, downtown uh, kind of feel to it. Yeah. Uh, very, very Western feel to it. You know, Cowboys, Wyoming, stuff like that. Hmm.
2: From what I could tell, this was in the Gillette Post Office. Old Gillette oh, Post Office. Oh, was it? From what I could wow. tell. From the picture I saw on Facebook, and Then I did some research on that, and the building was built in 1935 by the Public Works Administration, so the PWA, so back when the Great Depression and all that stuff was happening, and they yeah. set up this thing. Um it has a facade, so uh, there's a main story, and then there's another story on top at the oh, front of the building. Yeah. Does that sound right?
1: It, I, I didn't look at it that hard, but I can. Going back and remembering yeah. how tall it is. Yeah, so for sure.
2: That that part is just for show. It's only a single story building. They didn't have enough money to make it two story. <laughs> uh, wow. So, they, And that was what they used to do in old west towns oh. all the time. Ghost towns. If you see them in a movie, it always uh-huh. looks like it's really tall. Yeah. That's not. just for show. It's just always one level usually for the most part. Hmm. So, um, And it's in the National Registry of Historical Places since uh, October of 2008. Wow. And let's hmm. think, is that everything I could find out? about the building that's about all i could find Hmm. there wasn't a whole lot anywhere to find it's by the
1: by like walking distance of the courthouse so if you ever have to like you know leave the courthouse and make yourself feel better it's it's right there right there yeah
2: caddy corner to it go grab yourself a mug off the wall Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm gary Mm. (laughs) Mm, that's (laughs) this one's Got almost some smokiness to it. It is
0: way darker, a mm-hmm. little smokier. Uh, do you get a little sweetness? More, maybe just a little more sweetness out mm, of it. Let me try again. Maybe I, I get a little bit of that. Here's here's maybe where it is. It's six point two, so it's a l- little bit higher. Yeah. IBUs are thirty nine,
2: so it's a little bit more bitter, mm-hmm. but not. I mean, still less than a pale ale, so it's not hoppy. Oh, yeah. um, I just get smokiness mm-hmm. and. I can see how this would definitely go good with some like some spicy barbecue, oh, little yeah. sweet, little spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, got that smoke to me. I, I that's had good. It, I, I had, had it I with their
1: their pizza. What and kind of pizza mm. did you have?
2: So we got the Yardbird. Just go into all the detail you can. I'm just gonna. Close <laughs> oh, my eyes. Okay.
1: All right. So it's it's basically a white sauce with chicken, artichoke, and I think baby spinach on there. Um,
2: it was how awesome. You
0: feel, how you feel about that artichoke?
2: i'd eat it i don't i'm not a big white sauce pizza guy but you know what i'd eat it okay it Mm -hmm. was it was amazing and
1: uh my fiance and i we ate the whole large pizza to ourselves while sitting there good work and i had no regrets it was so good (laughs) so uh, i'm so uh, proud of this
0: guy (laughs) i know he's (laughs) come a long way
1: (laughs) (laughs) apparently um they it took them a while to get the pizza dough right for their oven because their oven burns at like 800 some degrees. it's one of those like wood fire Mm, pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It takes like three minutes to cook a pizza. It it was quick. Yeah. Um, And so they just kept redoing the dough, redoing the dough. And finally they decided they were going to throw their own beer into the dough Mm. and it worked. Mm. And the dough was probably my favorite part of the pizza. And that's, that's
2: weird because. Yeah. It's not meat or cheese. Yeah. Or sauce. Exactly. Usually the last thing you're looking for. Beer makes everything better. Yeah, I, that I mean that proves it right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Science. So I was I was this is, has nothing to do with Wyoming whatsoever, but uh, mm. the pizza, beer makes hopefully. not pizza, oh. no poutine though. Like okay. we, we've done that on Atlas Eats a few times. Um, I was I was pouring. I was working for Cross Train doing that uh, festival a couple weeks back, and uh, they uh, one of the guys from the food trucks, well seasoned, as the food truck came over and had a big jog, and he's like, "Hey, can you do this for me again?" and the one girl that was working there was like yeah sure and she did filled the whole it was like a big old pickle jar empty pickle jar full of dark paradise so they're, they're amber mm-hmm. they're dark amber and I'm like what are you what are you gonna do with that or whatever and he's like oh I use it for the base in my gravy for the poutine Ooh. like that sounds awesome that's next
2: level yeah
0: and by the time I got done I went over there to get it and yeah. it was sold out already
2: holy cow yeah
0: popular yeah so that's mm. beer makes everything better Beer, food trucks, pizza, protein <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Golly. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's what I found out on my end about uh, Gillette Brewing okay. Company. Wyoming's first craft brewery, 301 South Gillette Avenue in Gillette, Wyoming. So they're all about the Gillette mm-hmm. there. So I don't know they all use Gillette razors before they come to work in the morning. It's... I don't know. I haven't heard
1: that joke for... No. My entire life. Uh, Dolan looks like he needs one. (laughs)
0: Dolan does need a Gillette razor. A little bit. Maybe. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 to 11, closed on Sundays. Um, So, like Dolan, like you said, this beer took home silver medal at the U.S. Beer Open Championship. Uh, Can't figure out what year, though. I looked and...
1: You know, he told me when I had the conversation with him, and I'll I'll find out when I email him this episode for sure, but um, I want to say it was 2014, 2015, Hmm. but... Hmm pretty
2: new. I, I like this style a lot. This is... I don't think I've had a bad brown ale. Yeah. There's a lot of leeway um, as far as flavor, what you're going to taste, some mm-hmm. differences. But for the most part, this is one of the strongest you're going to find. In the, usually six is the cutoff. Mm. So 6.2 is just over the top of just that. Just a little bit high. It's still not... You know, it's not a whole lot worse than a Bud Light or something like
0: that. The one weird thing I found on this, though, there was an old Kickstarter campaign from 2013 Yeah, where they wanted to expand their brewery, and they put the plans out there and everything, and they put it out on Kickstarter, and that's how they funded their expansion.
2: Like Kickstarter, the website yeah. Kickstarter? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that's the same way that Brickway Isn't did it? theirs. Yeah.
0: I'd never seen that before, so I didn't know... Like, is that a popular or common way? I mean, I know Kickstarter's common, but it's usually for a
2: product. I've only seen it for Brickway, for breweries in Nebraska. Hmm. I mean, because then everybody... when you, From what I remember, because I was going to do it, you gave X, X amount of dollars, and then mm-hmm. each tier up, you got, you know, like, hey, you can come get a tour. Or you can come yep. make a beer. You can come have a beer named after you. You yep. can you know be here whatever x amount of days a month and you know 50% off your tab or whatever like it just kept going up and up and up the amount of money mm. you wanted to give and the level I was comfortable with was that sold out like instantly bam mm. so i never ended up doing anything and it met its, it went over their goal within like a month or two okay and then they they had enough to get started mm. so that's unless i mean if you don't have a big investor or backer right i don't know what what the people that give you money are entitled to, I guess it's up to you, right? So sure. Yeah. You can just say you don't have any ownership or anything, but I'll give you ten free beers and you can come on the opening day or something like that.
0: I, I noticed the highest level on this on this one was ten thousand dollars, and you could name the first beer. That's pretty cool. Which is
2: kind of cool. Yeah.
0: But I'm thinking, and no, no, this is just the business side of me thinking. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to give, if I'm just going to randomly give ten thousand dollars to the website, something. I want something for that. Yeah. I I would do. Maybe slightly more for a percentage of ownership or whatever. And it doesn't have to be voting shares. I don't need to have any say whatsoever. I'll give you... You just use my money. Right. And then... Give me something back. And then I will collect on when you're profitable. Yeah. There you go. So,
1: I don't Uh, know. I don't know. Naming the beer Rusty Nail or Hobo Hobo Mm. Pork Chop would be kind of (laughs) cool. That would be... (laughs) That'd be worth (laughs) it. The Hobo Pork (laughs) Chop Brown. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That'd be pretty good you That mean, has it? a nice ring to it Sir, do you want another hobo pork chop? Yes, I do Yes <laughs>
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right, Dolan I'm in okay. I'm
2: investing You're right hey, hey, Dolan Do you know what the town was called before it was Gillette? Razor City? Mm, not that i found but this one it might have <laughs> been a joke <laughs> oh okay razor city yeah, i've heard that sorry before. well right. it's
1: funny because a lot of businesses there play off the joke and that's why i was saying i haven't uh-huh. heard that my entire life so like this so they own it y- y- there's yeah. like radi- razor city skateland razor oh, nice. city oh. yeah
2: maybe they can't i don't know wear that's like so a badge that's i never funny. did find out why it's called gillette Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did find out it used to be called Donkey Town. <laughs> oh, Donkey Creek is right Don- through. Because right Donkey through. Creek is yeah. right through there, so they call it Donkey yeah. Town. God, this great.
0: Just, why is it so easy? Hobo Porkchop, you're from Donkey City. Like, it's uh, just so no, easy. It's
2: not a city, it's a town. Oh, just Don- from donkey, donkey Town. Donkey Town. Oh, Donkey Town. it's not big enough to be a city. But, but yeah, okay. uh, it was called Donkey Town at one point in time, <laughs> but I don't know why they changed it to, to Gillette. I mean, it sounds nicer, I guess. Donkey Town just doesn't sound... Maybe the razors came in, they shaved the donkeys, Mm. became Gillette. (laughs) Gillette. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Founded in 1891, so pretty late Hmm. as a town. I mean, we've been a state for 30 years or so by then. I would
1: assume it's because of how close it is to Devil's Tower. Yeah. I know there's a lot of smaller towns there, but I mean, Devil's Tower is only like a 40 minute drive and there's like no towns around the area Mm, other than Gillette, Moorcroft and Rosette. It Mm. was
2: founded by the Chicago, Burlington and Quincy Railroad. Okay. So they were going out West to do tours and trips and go to probably could be to see that site stuff. A lot of those Mm, mm -hmm. train lines were to go to see Yellowstone and Yosemite and all that stuff. Yep. So it's, it's very likely that that has something to do with it. Um, that was the same company that um, built the Sheridan Inn. Oh okay. so that's what um Buffalo Bill used to mm-hmm. move his um show around the country. What? So he was partners with them.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute. Devil's Tower, is that is that
2: is that what it is? Devil's Tower? The one from the, the very first Close Encounters. Yeah. 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 Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know this. I just it just it just. goes cool. like, what's close encounters? Um, close encounters? Yeah, great it's a movie. Lost. Steven Spielberg alien yeah. movie. Oh, oh, movie?
1: oh, with the oh. <laughs> it, yeah, that's that, that's not right? the one with. Um, I might be thinking with ET. No, yeah, it's no, not. no, no. I was Elliot. thinking the, one, the What's the one with Mel Gibson? Signs. 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 Oh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. This, this is from, from the seventies. This has yeah. Richard yeah. Dreyfuss in it. Gotcha. Yeah. He yeah. makes
0: he makes the potato sculpture. I wasn't a thought in the seventies. No, you weren't. I
1: don't even think my. No, I won't go there. Okay, okay. All right, good. <laughs> I know where you're going. We're going to cut you off. It's still called Donkey. <laughs> yeah, still
2: in Donkey Town. Donkey um, Town. 1895, Dolan, there was a terrible fire in Gillette. Oh, really? It burned down everything except for two saloons, thank goodness, wow. two stores, and a restaurant.
1: That's all that was left it in name, the town. Did it name any of that? No. Interesting.
2: Um, I did find out there's something called Gillette Syndrome. This is like a real event. Okay. And this is probably something, you and I talked about this a couple of days ago, about how, um, like when you said the mines opened up and stuff. Yeah. Right? So Gillette Syndrome is technically, quote unquote, I'm going to read this so I get it right. The social disruption due to rapid population growth.
1: Mm. Yeah. So
2: the town doubled its population in the 1960s. Okay. It went from 3,500 to like 8,000 people. Was that because of the mines? I don't know if it was because of the mine. They didn't say why there's a big boom, but I would maybe it would have been back hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what you'll see with Gillette syndrome is a higher crime rate, okay. higher um, cost of living because okay. they got to f- you know, put all these people somewhere. Um, and mm-hmm. then like a detached society because people don't know your neighbors anymore. All these mm-hmm. new people are coming in. Yep. So people are less likely to be out on their patio or front yard and they're more likely to be inside. And uh, all that stuff adds up to the like, higher crime. And um, sometimes um, it can stick for a long time. And then if the bubble bursts and all the people move back out again, that's that's really bad for the town. And that sounds like kind of what happened well, yeah, so- to Gillette. Well, yeah.
1: When I was living there, the town had a lot more people in it because of. Uh, there's a big mine outside of the town called Wyodak, okay. And then there's another mine um, in the other direction uh, uh, by a town called Wright. Wright, Wyoming is small, very small. Um, and so a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people like lived in their RVs in the Walmart parking lot. I mean, there was trailer courts that would go up. Um, and people would buy these homes out and, and just live there while they work, um, in the mines. And then a couple years back, uh, it was, it was a few years back. Um, a lot of those mines laid off a ton of people and going back now, I can kind of tell there's a lot of abandoned trailer houses, um, couple homes that have been abandoned too. Um, there's one in particular that I remember, and now it's uh, tore down. So you could see a little bit of that. Um, but also, they have done some th- some stuff with their education system, um, splitting the school into two high schools. And it's kind of, I think it's still growing, but it definitely cut down after everyone got laid off, for sure.
2: Hmm. I wonder what the main industry is there. Like is it still mining? I think it's still mining. What kind of mining yeah. is it? You know,
1: uh, coal mining. Coal mining.
2: Yeah, that's not easy work. No, no.
1: Um, a lot of people end up with a, a ton of health problems later yeah. in their life because Black of
2: lung.
0: it. Black lung. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Top. Oh, that's Maine. Uh Hey, guess, guess what? Maine. That's weird. The tallest building that I could find in Gillette was the bank? Built, no, no, well maybe I, it was built in 1928. Oh, okay. And it technically it might be a little taller than the bank. It could be back and forth. The bank was built like in the 80s, maybe late 70s, early 80s. Uh, The co op. The co op. (laughs) The co op. The The grain co op, built in 1928, so it's 90 years old. Wow. Is technically the tallest building. I can't even picture in my head which grain co op this is. Yeah, I don't know. I saw Uh, it on the internet. I thought that was
1: weird. I'll I'll check it out. I thought because there's this big bank, it's called First Interstate Bank or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, It
2: almost looked like a water tower. To me, it was like built up off the ground a little bit, yeah. That's yeah. Weird. It's
1: weird. It's you have to like go up Run, and then this hill to get to the drive through of the bank, like, hmm. but it, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little weird from hmm. what I remember. Now, when did you live there? So, I lived there, oh man, I moved. Um, well, let's see, 2000 2000? 2006, 2007, hmm. 2000. Maybe Wait. it was even earlier than that. We are so old. We
0: are old. Rich. We're stupid old. Yes. Golly. Yeah. 2004,
1: actually. 2004, 2005.
0: Okay. And you went to high school there, right?
1: Um, I went to my freshman year. I mean, he and was supposed to go. Yeah. Mm. So I did a lot of moving back and forth between here and there. But yeah, 2004, I moved there and then lived there all the way up until 2012.
2: I tried to find... Some interesting things like I had in Sheridan, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gillette, and there was nothing except for one thing, and it's dark as hell. So we're gonna get into it, right? Uh, lady's name is Cheryl Trover, T-R-O-V-E-R. Okay, and she was a teacher at the school, Gillette School. She taught Dolan in. uh, No, it wouldn't have been this time. (laughs) The Gillette School. (laughs) So this was in 1988, December 5th, 1988. What, What grade were you in, 88? Was I in, in 88? Let's see. It would have been... I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, you're old. I, um, I was in fourth grade. Jeez. Damn, so, I'm... this could have been me. So, okay. Cheryl tore over, Trover, T-R-O-V-E-R, mm-hmm. um, gets off of work, whatever, mm-hmm. kidnaps her children, her own kids, oh. shoots her husband, <laughs> doesn't kill him, That didn't. that didn't kill him, so then she stabbed him to death. Oh, okay and she got the gun from her boyfriend oh boy. who happened to be the principal of the school. Oh. And it was kind of a big bruhaha and it made the national news um because it was the, she was her husband found out about the affair, okay? And she's like, "Well, I got to I got to get rid of him. <laughs> Kidnap the kids, kill the husband, take off principal, he's also married." Yep. Went bad and she got <laughs> caught. And That's the it was like, a, you know, like Dateline. Yeah. It was like one of those stories. We had one like that when I was a kid in, in elementary school. Really? Yeah. I remember walking past their house every day when I would go to the Zeman Elementary walking with my sister. And uh, it was a dad that went nuts and killed his whole family. It was what? like about a block from our school. And kids I went to school with were in the house. And oh it was one of those goodness. things. Every time you walked by, it was just kind of creeped out. Mm. So they had they had a similar situation. and. In Gillette in the eighties. In
0: her head, like you gotta wonder like, did she think like oh this is gonna be okay? Like me They'll and They'll never know it was me. Principal Joe are gonna yeah. live together so in harmony yeah. and there's there's and a
1: term for this. Like people that have this there's a term. It's called a family annihilator. So you mm. can get like Sounds dark. Look at the big brain on Dolan over here. For this. Wow. Yeah. So so most of those people like because um, you have your serial killers uh-huh. whatever and they are serial killers. Yeah. And then
2: there's mass killers. And then that's then there's, different. Yeah. But sure.
1: the family Annihilator is usually only gonna kill once and it's because um back then it's it's more of like a honor or reputable over.
2: thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I could see like I know that happened a lot in the late eighteen hundreds and stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh was like I mean, there was no crime detection, you know? Like, if it really? happened, yeah. it was over. Like, they weren't going to catch you. No. There was no DNA or fingerprints even or anything, you know? So, like, that happened a lot. You could just say the, I don't even know. The, the, it's like, oh, he moved off. He broke up with me and he, he moved to Kentucky. He you left. You'd be like, well, I guess he moved to Kentucky. The tornado came through and took him away. Yeah, <laughs> so stuff like that happened. I think maybe somewhere in their minds, they just think, like, if I just get rid of this, I can just start over. Right. And they obviously they got some issues besides that, but well a lot of times at some
0: point during the stabbing you would think, Wow, this is bad. Yeah. And Ooh. and you know the twisted
1: thing about it, and I don't know if it's true in this case, but if she was um truly like a family annihilator, uh-huh. the twisted thing about it is when she got caught she probably told some story that um, you know, his life is better now without me. Oh. Weird. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's it's more of like a I'm doing you a service. I'm helping you out. Yeah. I'm killing you. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Like I've this caused got you, real dark, guys. I've Dude. caused you so much pain. Let me help you. I'm gonna drink more of this beer yeah. now. Yeah. That's what we <laughs> need to do. Jeez. Those sorrows. <laughs> that is deplorable. So this is
2: this is uh unrelated, but we're kind of on the topic still. Uh as someone that has a criminal justice degree. There's a couple of things that you always hear in the news okay. or stories or whatever, and they just drive me crazy. They're like pet peeves of mine, All professional right. pre- pet peeves. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with them, and, and you tell me if it, if it bothers you or <laughs> if it makes a difference, but okay. there's things that just drive me crazy. When people say somebody go, is going to jail... Mm-hmm. And they're actually in prison, or vice versa. Okay, like jail is where you go before your court stuff happens. Okay, and yep. then you're sentenced and you go to prison. Yes, mm-hmm. and they just interchange them, and they don't. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he's in he's in jail now. Like, that's, well, no, that's prison. That's, that's, that's one different. of my biggest
1: pet peeves about so I, those. Yeah. I can't stand that
2: one. Hmm. And then when people, um, the serial killer, um, and then like mass killer, hmm. like those are totally different brains and and activities and they lump those together and it's like just because somebody killed five people doesn't make them a serial killer if they did it in the same day there has Mm -hmm. to be a cooling off period Mm -hmm. there has to be uh, a lot of these other steps that they do uh, before they commit another crime to be considered a serial killer okay and in popular culture they're just kind of lumped together a lot of times and that just drives me crazy so mass killer you're talking
0: like jim jones type of dude yeah
2: or somebody that rolls in and that shoots up a bank, or yeah, you know, they kill multiple people oh, at, at one, one time. time. Okay,
1: okay. Serial killers, uh, repeated, uh, kind and of, they
2: could do multiple at one time too. But then there's right. a cooling off period where mm-hmm. they, you know, that that killing somebody is what um, satisfies this feeling inside of them, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to, you know, for them, it's it's like drugs basically. They're chasing mm-hmm. that high, right? Mm-hmm. And then that high wears off, and then they have to do it again and again, and then usually. The time, the cooling off time gets less and less and less. They get sloppier and sloppier. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say they want to get caught towards the end and they get real sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um Every every once in a while, there's some different ones that don't get caught, but that seems to be the the makeup of it. And mm-hmm. that always drives me crazy when I'm reading a story or mm-hmm. in a movie or something. I'm just like, ah, oh, just get it right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I went to college for this. <laughs> Wasting my degree, <laughs> getting mad about serial killer designations. Do you know what uh, makes me mad
0: when people use the when they spell theater wrong? Oh th- yeah, with the uh, it's T R E right? T. Well, it depends. R E is like live theater. E
1: R oh. is a movie theater. It's a movie theater. Oh. I'd, well, thank you for. See, saying we
2: learned don't something. Yeah. See, Dolan, what about you? You got any? Clearly, my my pet peeves aren't nearly as bad. As They're not as dark. No, as mine. no, not nearly as dark. It's still deep deep seated somewhere in there
1: yeah no um no i don't I don't think I have any pet peeves okay. that like really you know grind my bones or whatever, yeah, yeah.
0: I, don't be like I'm listening to a podcast and they're using a. C four ten microphone and yeah, they should be, should be this be other in. one. They should have this audio cable. <laughs> they don't have a condenser on the. You can tell they yeah. just plugged right in. Pop oh filter. My gosh. Stupid yeah. amateurs. Yeah. But it you is. know what? Yeah,
1: actually, oh, here we go. Speaking oh, of this, we if we're, if we're gonna go that, my yeah. biggest pet peeve is when you watch videos and the audio is not synced with the person's lips. Mm. It yeah. is not hard to fix that. I mm. could teach somebody in 30 seconds how to fix that.
0: Wow. See, mine is like when they don't, when they just don't care about the audio. And I'll, I'll do it. So then when they're talking and it's like back here, yeah. it's super echoey in the room. Like you can tell the microphone's too far from their. Like seriously, get yourself an external mic. It's not hard. <laughs> Other companies in Omaha that are making videos right now, oh, get yourself boy. a, get just, your, just get
1: a good mic. Have yeah. some self You don't even have to do much editing to audio no. to, to have a good mic.
2: Hmm. or just lower the one has a boom mic just lower it down just pull it just pull it, it get down. the bob barker get yeah. that one whatever you need to get <laughs> just get the right stuff oh man
1: okay wow. there we go there we go oh that wow i kind of feel like i i was you know now i'm in my cooling moment mm. you're cooled off now, <laughs> yeah, I'm cooled now that you off. expose that
0: <laughs> all right so i looked up the top five uh industries in wyoming here mm-hmm. uh, number one is mining mining and extraction okay. so oil gas uh, oil. Oh, yeah, little... <laughs> yeah. Number two, tourism, then agriculture, then manufacturing, and then logistics.
2: I gotta think agriculture is mostly ranching. Mostly right? ranching, yeah. yeah. So
1: there's a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a lot, lot of ranching. Um, there's actually, it's it's kind of cool. There's a there's a ton of buffalo ranches there, mm-hmm. um, and you can get uh, buffalo for cheaper than you can in Nebraska.
0: Eighty-six mm. percent of the state's total agriculture receipts are generated by livestock products. Seventy eight percent of the total agriculture receipts can be attributed to beef cattle. Yeah. Beef. Yep. In terms of revenue generated, Wyoming's top five agriculture products are beef cattle, then calves, then hay, then sugar beets,
2: oh, hogs. Yeah. I forgot I then sugar beets. Mm. Sugar beets are big in western Nebraska too. Mm-hmm. Right on beets. the border. Between yeah. there and that. I, I always tell people for my money, Wyoming and then northeastern Utah. Mm-hmm beats Colorado for me, hands Beautiful. down. Really? Just gorgeous. Mm. And there's so few people. There's just less people everywhere. Even in like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, right? It's mm-hmm. probably the most tourist place in all of all of the state. It's still nothing like there's less people there than you're gonna see at a Denver Rockies baseball game. <laughs> totally, you know. So yeah. like, I just love. Yeah, I love Wyoming. That's oh, why so On Solo lives there.
0: That's where that's why. On hey, solo and so
1: um, coming back to the beer, did yeah. you did you check Untapped there?
0: I did. Yeah. So I was gonna get to that Untapped. Oh, okay. uh, only 278 ratings for this one, which I think is yeah. a weird that's change low. from the 7500 on the other one. Yes. Uh, 278. What do you think?
1: Uh, I would have to say
2: three mm-hmm. point. I go 2. three point two. Yeah, 3.48. Yeah. 3. point yeah. four eight. So, but so, only two
1: hundred
0: seventy eight ratings is that's yeah. low. Well, so here is the
1: thing. Like I noticed when so when I was there, going back, to they have the monthly they the monthly beers, uh-huh. and when I was there, it was the one called the Long Reach um, Cream Ale. Mm. Um, or, well, when you went there, it was called the Long Reach Gold Ale. And oh, yeah, and in the untapped <laughs> it was something different. It was cream ale, and that seemed to be the thing with a lot of their beers. Like in the in the brewery, it was called something different than what it was in untapped. And I don't know if it's just because they changed their name over the years, hmm. or or what it was. But that long Longreach uh, cream ale, by the way, was butter popcorn in a glass. Is what it was.
0: Weird. It, popcorn.
1: It, you smelled it. It smelled like movie theater with an ER. Popcorn.
0: Good call. Mm. See, he learned. Yeah, he didn't want (laughs) to. (laughs) Smacked. And
1: and it it tasted like it too. Huh.
2: I wouldn't want to drink a lot of that. I tried. You know, like this much would be enough. It's not
1: as like salty or buttery as you think it's going to be. Yeah, but it's definitely there. You Mm. get the
0: smell
2: more than the flavor. Like a jelly bean. Yeah. Yeah. Like a popcorn jelly bean. Yeah. 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 Weird. It was. (laughs) It was good. I need to go just for the pizza. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. I want pizza. Pizza Mm -hmm. was
1: probably some of the best pizza that I've had in a long time.
2: Hmm. Mm. Interesting.
0: Well, well, there it is. Dolan? Wyoming Breweries. Thanks, Thank you, Dolan. Dolan. These yeah. were uh, these were really, really good. Yeah. I think if I had... Now, I like doing this for you. If we If I had to choose, I would order the Saddle Bronk over the the locomotive. Mm-hmm. I would order the Black Tooth Brewing over the Gillette Brewing Company.
2: I think if... It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm just drinking a beer, I'd probably drink this one, like okay. a pint of this. Mm-hmm. But if I was eating something, I'd probably... I'd probably go with that. You one. You would drink the Gillette Brewing Company just straight, okay? Versus mm-hmm. that one, I think that one would pair with food a lot. So the Saddle Bronk with food, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Pitcher I, right. you know, so
1: the beer tastes a lot different now that it's been in the squealer for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, just from this podcast, I would have chosen the Black Tooth mm. over that. But when you get it straight draft. At the place, mm-hmm. I would choose the Gillette brewery. Was it one. that dark? Yes, yeah. it was. But I think some of the bubbles might be gone. Mm. It's it's um, a little lower carb. Yeah, I have, yeah,
2: yeah. Because even when you pour that pretty hard, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some bubbles there, but yeah, not th- like when we took it out of the can. Right. No. no.
1: Yeah. So that was definitely a little bit more carbonated in in the brewery. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's been in the squealer for a, like since Friday, and we're shooting this on a. Wednesday. On a Wednesday? it could yeah. be, yeah. Maybe. So, I, I don't know, but I that's how I would do
2: it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. Interesting.
2: Well, it's a good thing you drank them. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. You were gonna go the other way. I was. I Ooh, was gonna huh. go the other way. No, well, either way, I appreciate you bringing them for us. It's uh,
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: Those are really good. All yeah, That right, yeah, was fun. Maybe you should go back to Wyoming again sometime and yeah. explore some other breweries for and us.
1: And shout out to the uh, owner of Gillette Brewing Company. He, he makes some really good beers, and he He gave me a lesson through all of them too. And they brew it right there in the basement. So,
0: yeah, cool. You have to tag him when we put this up then. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to email him this. Awesome. All right. Well, Brian, we aren't going anywhere for a while.
2: Let's have another beer. Let's have another.